Meet the celebrities on your radio station. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry and ElisaIlana.com. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, he's been the lead singer of iconic band Chicago since 85 on the hits like Will You Still Love Me and What Kind of Man. Now, throughout the last few decades, Chicago has sold over 100 million albums and is ranked number 13 in the list of 100 greatest artists of all time. Jason's chef and the rest of the band will be rolling through the heartland this weekend for Lust Fest 2015 at Tom Hannafin's River's Edge Park for a great Saturday in the park. Jason Chef on our show, Lust Fest with Chicago, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the show, Jason. Wow, I see my spot in there to, to complete that harmony, so uh, <laughs> I'll be working on it. Okay. Join right in. <laughs> Next time we interview you, we expect you to have that extra harmony. <laughs> So great. What a great introduction. Boy, you just set the mood, didn't you? Ah, well, we you. try. Okay, so now let us know what can people expect from this concert this weekend. It should be a lot of fun. Well, lots of unicycles and juggling and uh, <laughs> fake painting. Exactly what you'd expect, right? <laughs> right. You know, truthfully, it's almost like opening your diary and letting your life flash before your ears. Because there's so many generations that are coming to see the group, a good three generations, maybe even four. And so it just takes you back to the place that you were when you heard these songs, and it brings back the feelings and the memories. We're going to pack the show full of all the songs that people know and they want to hear. Uh, we're big on, on playing the hits rather than taxing people with, hey, here's six songs from our new project. You know, we, we are playing one song from our album last year, Chicago okay. 36 Now. Right. But that's it. Other than that, it's wall-to-wall hits. Wow. Okay, and, cool. you know, not very many bands can fill a full concert full of hits, right? Well, yeah, and the truth of the matter is that we can't play them all. We pretty much know what people want to hear, but there's always somebody that says, I wish you would have played blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because there are so many of them. It's, it's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, amazing. So amazing. How does that rate with you, these big, you know, outdoor festivals with, like you said, multiple generations and just like so packed? Do you like that better or do you like the acoustic pared down shows? Well, yeah, I'm going to sound like a politician speaking out both sides of my mouth, but I do like all of it. Uh-huh, you know, okay. I like the weirder the gig, uh, the better. It's really cool to go out and play outdoors in a festival setting because people's attitudes are set up for that. They're just out to really uh, forget all their troubles and enjoy the day. And But then again, yes, if we're playing some private party, we've had some really bizarre ones in the past where there were like maybe 50 people there. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and so, but I, I'm weird like that. I, I enjoy all of it. Uh-huh. Earlier this year, we actually talked to your bandmate, Lee, and he talked about the making of Chicago Now and taking recording equipment on the road when you guys are on tour. So are you still making new music on the road? Absolutely. You know, Lee has a really elaborate setup that he takes out, and it's wonderful. And I've been bringing out mobile recording rigs since the 90s, you know. There are so many creatives in this band. You know, you've got Lee, you've got Robert Lamb, uh, myself, Jimmy Panko, Lou Pardini, mm-hmm. and Keith Howland. And so there, there's no shortage of ideas and, and creativity going on. And 
the beauty is is that it makes it so easy to capture that stuff these days. And uh, I just have to really take my hat off again to Lee for spearheading the the movement to to bring it all to fruition. You know, so it's pretty cool. It, it is. It's very cool. Constantly creating. Mm-hmm. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Jason Sheff, lead singer of the band Chicago, here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, you took over for Peter Cetera in 85, and you were 23. So what was that like, stepping into this already iconic band as lead singer? You know, I was always wanting to just be a bass player, and my mother was always pounding on me to sing. She's a great singer, and my dad is one of the greatest bass players that ever walk the face of the earth mm-hmm. so i had music coming at me from all directions and my mother kept pounding on me you gotta sing you gotta sing i'm like that's not cool man i want to want to be kind of this rock dude you know and um, she hoodwinked me into getting a vocal lesson for my 21st birthday uh-huh. and she did a very smart thing i love to pass this on to uh, anybody who's trying to encourage either their kids or somebody they care about to get involved in music, is you have to put a little skin in the game so they can't back out. So she got me this lesson with Seth Riggs, who's arguably the, the greatest vocal teacher in the world. Yeah. Not, you know, okay. He's out in L.A. Uh-huh. At the time, in 1983, his roster was Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, all the guys in Earth, Wind & Fire, all my heroes. So I went in. Wow. And at the time, it was a whopping $50 for a half an hour in 1983. That was I wonder what it would huge. be now. I know what it is now because I still go to them. It was about $250 for half an hour Okay. last time I went to him, And it's worth every single penny. He's in his mid-80s now, I think. You would be mind-blown to hear where this guy's voice still goes. It's just dog whistle, mini Ripperton range that this guy has. <sighs> And so I went there and thought I'd be walking in and taking my one and only vocal lesson because mm-hmm. I couldn't blow it off. My mother paid for it, and how are you going to, like, say, I'm not going to do right. this? But I walked in, and the guy, <laughs> it changed my life because he basically showed me who I was. He showed me I was a tenor, whereas I wanted to be sounded like Jeffrey Osborne or something manly that was happening at the time. He said, you're barking up the wrong tree. You're a natural tenor. And by the way, that's a gold mine. Listen to the radio. You know, at the time, Journey, Chicago, all this cool stuff was out there. So I got hooked, and I started going and taking lessons. So by the time Chicago was looking for somebody, it's another thing I love to pass on to the up-and-coming generations. Be prepared. Mm -hmm. You may not even know what it is you're doing. Just get the reps in. Because when they called, and they believed in me long before I did, because they'd heard my recordings, luckily I was prepared to make the recording in Chicago 18. So the long-winded answer to your question is, what was that like? Luckily, I was young and stupid enough to think, why not? Yes. And then when you got in the studio the first time and, you know, the rest of the band is like all looking at you and you're in front of the mic laying down your lead vocal, what was going through your mind? It was worse than that. (laughs) It was worse and better, actually, because David Foster produced Chicago 18. He produced 16 and 17. Uh And so they were coming off of their biggest... Chicago record ever, Chicago 17. Imagine this, coming in after you're the inspiration, hard habit to break, and then here's this snot-nosed kid walking in, totally unproven. You know, at the time, again, you listen to the radio, it was dominated by the sound of David Foster, saying almost fire. But the good news was, again, I had been recording 
and that was my wheelhouse. I was able to get a sound. I was really pretty well versed in recording. Had we gone out on the road and I was having to front the band on tour, I don't know if I would have made it, but luckily we went into the studio. So the first day, the band wasn't even around because they thought, and I'm sure that David Foster thought, this is really going to be... Too much pressure. Yeah, here comes this kid. It was this incredible moment where, and I know he didn't think I was the guy, um, um, and I don't blame him because we turned in some, some demos that certainly weren't blowing his mind. Here's the predecessor to Peter Cetera. But the cool thing was, again, is that I was prepared from those lessons, and it was a good two and a half years of putting in the time. So that by the time we walked in, I'll never forget that David said, hey, you ready to try one? Which is kind of like, yeah, I know this is going to be tough. And, and all my friends who had known about him or, or even maybe worked with him said, oh, boy, you're going to be on the rack with this guy, man, because he's really tough. Uh-huh. And it was the coolest thing, you guys, because I walked to the, to the mic, and he said, ready to try one? And there was Humberto Batik, the engineer on the other side, who just won a Grammy for uh, Best Recorded Album of the Year, Chicago 17. And I said, sure. And luckily, we were recording one of my songs, the only song on that album that I co-wrote called Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. And he goes, okay. And so they started the song, and I sang like I was going to the electric chair. <laughs> you know? But it was comfortable. Uh-huh. Because, and, and within like two or three lines it was this awesome feeling because first of all it was so world class the sound in your headphones is like it sounded like pretty much the record you know Humberto Mm -hmm. had that's what happens when you're on the level of working with these guys and so I flourished I I killed it and at the end of the take David presses the talk back and he goes you just blew my mind but then you knew you would didn't you and we sailed through that record I had zero problems with him and and vice versa and it was that moment where this is going to work at least on the level that I'm going to be able to record this wow a behind the scenes look at some of the pressures of stepping into the lead singer position of iconic band Chicago Jason Sheff here on the Mulberry Lane Show we'll be back with more from Jason right after this And you 